But Jeremy, I left my eyes in the living room, so I'm gonna step away from the computer for just a second. I can't grab them. Do you know? They're the super tiny ones, the six millimeter okay. ones. All right. I thought she meant her eyes, <laughs> like the ones in your head. And then I was like, no, she must mean her glasses, the thing that make her eyes work. But not both of those were wrong when she said the pointy ones or whatever. I was like, well, that doesn't fit. What's going on? Oh, okay. Just bring every single thing in here. Can you at least dry your eyes off? No. Thank you. I love you. Uh, Did my no, brother I just have, not? I just have really odd conversations because I make toys. I'm like, where did all of the arms go? Oh my god, I had a whole pile of them here, and now they're oh, gone. These were creature eyes. <laughs> eyes for creatures. Yes. I see. <laughs> I am back. Congratulations. Alright, so... John had also stepped away to make dinner, Jeremy. Well, I, I yeah. am here, but oh. my alarm just went off so that I, you know, now I actually do have to. So why, why don't we okay. take a break here uh, while Tobias compiles his thoughts and figures out what he wants to do. I know exactly what I'm going to do, but it's going to involve Dustin, so yeah. let's go ahead and take a break. All right. yeah. What time do you want to be back, John? Mm, 8.30. Okay, let's shoot for 8.30. Okay. Oh, Tabitha, you need a drink? Yes. What do you want? Whiskey. We're all out. Arsenic. We're all out. How are we out of arsenic? I drank it all. Jeremy, damn it! That was supposed to be for everyone. Just a seltzer water, I guess. Do I get to know how I even got infected, Jeremy? Oh, uh, yeah, it, uh, happened randomly when you were investigating the dead body. Uh, right. you were... You were too close for too long with someone that was too infected. And you weren't able to resist. Janelle happened to resist, even though uh, she was in uh, close proximity with the Dr. Strickland, I think it was. Uh, when she went and talked to him, uh, she resisted. And I, like, I made you both make con times five rolls. Uh, she happened to pass, you happened to fail. And the, uh, even though you were wearing, uh, the, like, you figured out that even though you were wearing the biohazard suits, the, the hazmat suits, the, uh... They don't keep you safe because the fucking things teleport. Exactly. Great, thanks. Awesome. This was probably just the best choice for a thing to roleplay during an actual literal pandemic. That's awesome decision. Did you uh, pick up that big bundle, Tobias? That itch.io bundle? Itch.io. Which bundle did you pick up? Well, there was that itch bundle, and then there was the uh, the manga one that uh, my brother sent out about. Oh, apparently there's a Nintendo sale, too. Yeah. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. Oh, that's a good game. Yeah. I'm backers. Welcome back. I'm talking about the itch.io bundle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually picked that up earlier in our session i've been uh i've been reading through blades in the dark in that and it's been uh uh yeah it's in the bundle um 
and uh, like I know that uh, I think Tobias, you've been recommending it to me for a while. I just never got around to picking it up, and I'm really enjoying what I'm reading there. Uh, and I actually started writing some stuff for it uh, that I want to do at some point, but it still needs some more work before I'm ready to do anything with it. Uh, yeah, I saw um, Polygon recommended that. Somebody in the comments on Polygon recommended some game where you play as a wrestler. It's a one-person role-playing game. It's like a tabletop thing. Yeah, that could have been it. We're like, oh yeah, it's really different. Oh, I played that. There's a lot of really good stuff in that. Um, I downloaded Glitter Hearts, but I haven't read through that yet. I know I've heard good things about it. Um, so yeah. So is everything in here then? Not everything's a game, like a video game. Correct. But is everything a game game of some sort, or are there books and stuff in there too? Mm, yeah. I think there were like some comics and stuff in there too. Yeah, and I f- I th- I yeah. think that after I bought it, I feel like they added more because I went through like twenty five pages before I found Blades in the Dark, and then I loaded it back up to download on the on my PC rather than on my phone, and there were yeah. like twenty five more pages after that, and I thought I was at the end of it. Yeah, I think when it started, I heard there were like four hundred things in there, and then you know now and then. They've added things a few times, and now it's up to like twelve. It says sixteen thirty-seven on that uh, link that you put into the group. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. So your food's cooking, bro. I'm You're done. done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> done with food. Do you cure anybody else? I tried very hard, but the GM decided that I had to kill someone today. Oh no! You know, sometimes uh, it's okay for letting for me to let the dice decide what happens, and y'all don't have to blame me for that. Yes, I do, Jeremy. <laughs> we do. I feel like the dice rolls shouldn't prevent us from from being able to do what we want. It'll just make it worse, right? Like she, she did cure him. You know, cures the person, and then the person you know rips her arm. Well, off, she right? did cure you know, him. That's what you did to me. She before. did cure him, and then he died. <laughs> it was the cure was like a quarter millisecond. To be fair, I don't think the cure was worse than the disease. So you don't think the cure was worse than the disease? You think it was good that she executed him? That his head exploded, Jeremy, under my hands? You think that is better that than him getting better? Great. No, I think no. it was better than him. I am glad you are not in charge of policy decisions, Jeremy. <laughs> right? Jesus. You know he can vote? How terrifying is that? Yeah. Oliver will be able to vote someday. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I have already started ethics classes for Oliver. I have seen this coming. Mm-hmm. From you? Yeah. From you? That doesn't help, Tabitha. Right. Has he <laughs> I been don't read the curriculum, but... Tobias. I just present it. Has he start? Have you given him Mind Rand yet? Do you need my copy? Uh, we don't have enough <laughs> matches in our Atlas house Trust? for Aww. anything by Ayn Rand. Uh, we'll make a bonfire at some point, though. Aww. You want to burn books? I do. That <laughs> one, that, anyways. Like a true that, communist. That one. But I've only said the name of a author. You want to burn the author? <laughs> wow. If she was wow. available. <laughs> wow. She was an immigrant making making her way through this world. Making her way down to hell. They get the job walking fast. <laughs> <laughs>
Isn't she dead already? She's been dead a very long time. <laughs> yeah, that's she, what I she thought. She was doing so why are you makeup in Hollywood in like the 40s or something. racist, horrible um, person. What the fuck? I, I don't think I defended her. <laughs> I just was critical of you wanting to burn her alive. <laughs> she never She's said alive, that she had though. to be alive. It would be ashes. Right, right. Which Who is, are we talking about? Uh, Ayn Rand, <laughs> who wrote Atlas Shrugged and The Fountainheads. <laughs> The founder oh, of objectivism. Okay, right, right, right. She was made right, fun right, of in right, Bioshock right, yeah. a number of times. <clears throat> I was made fun of in Bioshock. I thought she was, uh, you know. I mean, her ideas are wonder. sort of what Rapture was built upon and therefore fell apart due to. All right. Real hard so I was seeing this uh, one to see where to put what to put in the uh, cutting room episodes and what not to put in the cutting room episode. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Uh. uh let's see. So uh, can, I said. You can put the the fuck Ayn Rand. I hope she's you know burning in hell if there's one. <laughs> Just leave that in there. Yeah. You put the rest in the garbage. Um. <laughs> she will be in the hell of poor people. So um. Let's see. So, um, I didn't actually say, did you try and cure anybody else, if that wasn't clear. Um, so, so these guys are not, are going to be retiring for the time, uh, right? Yes, and it's probably going to be for a while, because I have to kind of, I'm going to need to step back from running games for a little while, just because I am very tired, and I, my, my time has been very, uh, in demand lately, and I, like, haven't even worked on editing any episodes, so I don't, I don't feel like I'm able to put no. as much effort into running these as I used to be able to, and I don't want to just keep uh, uh, just keep doing it just to keep doing it. Uh, so I, I want to step back yeah. a little bit and focus on that. Uh, John, I know that you had talked about having something you were interested in running. I'm not saying that uh, we have to do that if you're not ready to, but uh, I, I'm I'm going to need to stop at the for a little while at least. To Take a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for running as long as you have, Jeremy. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I know that yeah. uh, I don't think that Delta Green is a good choice for our particular play styles and uh, proliquities anymore. Yeah. I thought that would be an interesting juxtaposition, but I think it was more uh, frustrating for people than it was funny or fun. Well, I think specifically, these are, at least the ones that I've been part of, these are all adventures written by, like, Correct. Shane and company, yeah. right? So I think I think Shane and company are a very particular type of gamers. I think they love the bureaucracy of military ranks yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't <laughs> think that's good gaming. Uh, and not, just not, not to say that you can't enjoy it. That's the bad type of fun. But I do not give a shit about any of that. So, like, the military game, like, there was a lot of emphasis and documents that you scanned in about ranking and stuff, and that flew right over my head. I did, don't care, and I don't care to care. It's just not what I enjoy in games. So I think it's the problem is that, like, this would be great for a Grognard-style, you know, person who cares yeah. about FBI shit, which I think is one thing that I'm not sure about Delta Green. Uh, granted, I've only, like, played with you DMing, so I don't know if it's... I haven't been able to determine if it's a Kush thing or a system <laughs> thing, but... I feel like I feel like the system could be warped into something that I'm more familiar with, but the stuff that I've seen as far as the adventures 
hasn't really shown that. Yeah, unfortunately. Like I, so, I thought that it would be yeah. kind of fun and interesting to like juxtapose the like gritty, dark feel of Delta Green versus the Devil May Care attitude that we've been playing. Like you guys doing a Devil May Care, you know, playing it that way, and me running it as the dark, gritty thing that it is. And I think it was just more frustrating than it was fun uh, for for everyone involved so uh well, like be, because uh i don't know i i thought it would be so he's saying this because of me yeah i'm well, not he's, like i have I, been frustrating frustrated and frustrating probably uh with these games they're not something i like delta green is always kind of difficult for me i don't think i have the proper like distance from my character uh to play this kind of game because it's a meat grinder and i don't like playing meat grinders so yeah yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed the fact that we played three different mini campaigns. That was cool to be an astronaut and be a soldier and be a CDC rep. That was that was pretty neat. Yeah, but uh, I've got problems with the BRP system, and I've been told by a couple people that Delta Green fixes it, and I haven't seen it. The B- BRP role playing what the whole the whole system the Delta the, the whole the rolling attributes rolling percentages. Mm. That's based off the same Call of Duty game that's been on for like 30 years now. Mm. They just changed the name. They bolted on a couple of modern mechanics to make it seem more modern. But like every time I talk with it about Simeon, Simeon's like, yeah, it's new and it's fresh. And it's they've added things and fixed it. And it's like, dude, it's the same exact system. And he acts surprised that like I've noticed this. Like he's he just doesn't. It's the same damn game. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. Like I, I mean, I enjoyed when we did Tatters of the King because I was new to it, and I liked. Yeah, I was new to the mythos too, and I think like Hastur and the Yellow King was really a good introduction to Smack Cthulhu. I just think all of this could be done in like a different system and be more enjoyable for me at least. You know, maybe again, there's the whole shame type of gamer that might like this kind of thing that may be used to it. I eh. granted the mechanics didn't come up so much in our online games. Just you know, we rolled occasionally, but it's not like it was that big of a deal. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I think my big problem was just the the bureaucracy aspects, and like I feel like a lot of these adventures have had a pre-written solution that you either were supposed to know or, or figure out, and maybe I'm not smart enough, or maybe I'm not in Shane's mode of thinking enough. But, like, each time we've missed vital information that I don't feel like is any fault of the players, we just didn't... We didn't. We weren't psychic enough to know what the adventure wanted, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's, there that's, is that's a certain like way to. that Delta Green games go, and, like, some of the, some of the like, logical leaps that I have made playing in Jeremy's games have not been because they made sense. They've been because I have played Delta Green before. And I'm like, okay, so I know kind of where they're gonna go with this kind of thing, so maybe it's this. And frequently, that works out. And that's kind of disappointing to me, actually. (laughs) I feel like the logic in solving the puzzles should be logic and not, I've read this kind of thing before. I don't know. It's just, it's been frustrating for me. I think the logic also... I think the logic also deviates from my logic. So, like, I think if we come to this town and it's obvious that we're all going to die within six hours, 
I'm not getting in there and solving shit and get myself <laughs> infected. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm locking yeah. the doors and burning it down and gonna go home. I mean, and maybe that's not the adventurous thing. So logically, but. so looking at it from like a totally outside, this is absolute fiction. This is not something that you know it, real people are not gonna suffer from this kind of thing. Um, I was kind of serious when I said, you know what? The best way to win a Delta Green game is to not play. Nuke this place from orbit and go home. Yeah, oh, I mean, call Cthulhu game, right? Because if you want to, if you want to yeah, stay alive, like, don't do it. With with this sort of game, uh, like you, it kind of helps to not like to. It, it's weird because you have to be attached to your character, but not so attached that it's like physically painful for them yeah. to die, like it is for some people. Uh, like wh- like I've played a lot I of Delta Green, and I've had a lot of characters die. And it's always been fun for me because that's who I am as a player. I like getting, putting my fingers, I like putting my fingers like into the yourself. mysteries and doing stupid shit to make things worse. Uh, like, I, I like for the missions to go south and for them to be clusterfucks when I'm playing. Uh, this explains a lot about our relationship. I, I think that is when Delta Green does uh, the best uh, because I'm not really too concerned about quote-unquote winning. I'm concerned about quote-unquote having fun as a player. Uh, but I don't think that we were either winning or having fun playing this. I think that we had, I think we had fun. I, I think, think we had I fun think at these... moments. But I don't think that the fun-frustration ratio balanced out to a point where I think it's going to be worth continuing doing yeah. this. Um, um, well, I think uh, for these three games that we played, they had they had hard objectives, so we had a win objective specifically. Now, if this were a long term game that you were writing, and we were just investigating the industry. Yeah, there's no objective, so then we make it poke around a little more. But I felt like each of these three, oh, we right. had yeah, you did have, so that made it a little more. It made me care about my character less because I give a shit about Hoagie, a person named Hoagie, really. Yeah, more less so because I did see the more game of gamified aspects of it. That there was a win condition. That's what we're supposed to do, and that's what Janelle would want to do is follow the objective. Yeah, I, I so I personally, I uh, when I think back on the last, you know, like several t- um, sessions we've had overall, I I enjoy you know hanging out with you guys, doing the the game. I feel like, you know, it takes a long time for things to happen, and that's what I dislike. But I didn't feel like it was like, you know, I don't know, the long time, is it because it takes this long time to figure stuff out? Is it because of, you know, something else? So, um... Uh, the, I was just going to say, the pacing in this most recent one, A, like, as I pointed out to Jeremy earlier, maybe uh, playing a game about a, an unstoppable mysterious disease during an actual pandemic was, you know, a little too close for me. Um, but also the pacing during this last game was just brutal. Having to stop and document, okay, what exact time is it right now? What are you going to be doing for the next four hours? Okay, if you're de- going to be doing one thing, then you are out of the game until we've resolved the next four hours of mm. everybody else's whatever they're doing. And I'm just, it was difficult for and me to enjoy that aspect of it. I, I do want to ask, Jeremy, was that per the adventures doing a timetable or was that something you wanted to try to bring no, into that, it to measure? that was how this particular time. scenario was written. Um, 
See, that's where like the Smother Shaneism, I thought. Hmm? Like, I look in that and I see, like, that's something I could see him no, writing. Sh- Shane didn't write. You're supposed to get the mindset this of one being was this. written by a dude named Greg Stoltz. Okay. So, yeah. Stoltz, yeah. Well, I mean, Shane, I, I don't know Shane well enough to be like, it's you, <laughs> it's your fault. But I guess I use him as a stand in <laughs> for, like, the entire Delta Green, like, company, like, Art Dream and the way they write adventures. Like, I know Shane well enough to know why he really digs in games. I've seen his other games that he's he's made, and it's like I kind of get that mentality, uh, and that's that's something I could I I almost I knew you were going to answer that way because this is like the point of this was the bureaucracy of the little documenting and the studying the disease and looking things up, and it's like I don't have a medical degree, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like in the last game, it was all about like who has chain of command. Like we had a chart that showed the actual chain of command, and that came up maybe once. Yeah. It's maybe something for a military nerd that would care about. Yeah, I was glad it didn't uh, come yeah, up like, more. Yeah, like not me. I I <laughs> yeah. didn't put. It's a good thing. I didn't put that. Like I wasn't gonna ask you guys to remember what your ranks were or who. Like I I really just wanted y'all to know who the squad commander was, so that uh uh just because that made sense and who the ambassador was. Uh, but like we didn't really no. need to know like you know all of, all of the other stuff. So I didn't put that in there i mean it's good information to know a, l- a right. lot of the handouts i put in there weren't necessarily because they were necessary for the game but because i thought they might be good flavor because i don't always know what's gonna okay. connect or what's gonna you know what's gonna pan out and right. what's gonna uh flop so i want to put the stuff in there that way you guys if you're interested in something you can key off of it uh yeah, like with with this uh with hey, this you particular remember, like, you remember adventure, like, a month like ago? this this one uh what is designed to be kind of a investigative like uh, I I kind of like it really felt like the way that this was written and intended to be played is that all of the doctor characters are gonna be working at trying to figure out what the disease was and how to best treat it and cure it while other people are trying to uh, get the uh, uh, like like get the containment going on. And by the time you've got your fingers pretty much wrapped around what the disease is and how to work it, the FBI agents show up and uh, start, you know, get getting involved in the investigation. And then you uh, figure, but y'all figured out what was going on with the doctors, you know, the physicists and their experiment a lot earlier than I was comfortable. Like, I had the FBI agents show up a lot earlier than is quote-unquote intended uh but i wasn't gonna stop you guys from continue with the investigation so um there there was one clue i wasn't able to give uh because of the way the investigation went which uh y'all y'all had pretty much figured it out anyway so it would have just kind of confirmed that Tharta, uh, if y'all had ever found her, actually had a tattoo that would have uh, had an inoculation date for uh, the disease, whatever we named it, Mons Medica or whatever. An inoculation date, so that we would know when Tharta was inoculated? Uh, So you could have figured out using that 
that uh, there was a time loop that probably happened. That because of the experiment that Langs, uh, Langsfield and Kiert were doing, uh, trying to, you know, tap in this, the same sort of things that were going on in the... Uh, USS Eldridge experiment that uh, Thartha was brought back in time carrying the disease for which she will later on be inoculated for. Mm, okay. So uh, y'all had kind of already figured that out that she had brought the disease um, from the future. Yeah. Uh, so it, it wouldn't have provided any new information that y'all didn't already have. And there was a possibility of someone dying in a very spectacular fashion. So... Probably me. I mean, who here would have been more likely to perform an you autopsy? Autopsy is shit. shit. Well, I was I was skimming the itch.io thing, and there's a uh, an anthology of cozy RPGs, seven tiny RPGs to I play with that. friends. I didn't look through so, it at all. Okay. That yeah, it's it's just like little scenarios. Um, yeah. more like, uh, that map game we were doing, Jeremy. Yep. Quiet year? Yeah. Yeah, before the yeah. whole pandemic thing started out, Tobias, we played, uh, some, a uh, couple, I think we played one game of Microscope and one game of the Quiet Year where we were trying to, like, come up with our own setting, and that was just, yeah. like, it, it was a lot of fun doing that, but the thought of trying to craft something up from scratch at the time uh, became very mentally and like spiritually overwhelming for me at the same time that everything was going on and like work was just insane uh, I, I didn't feel like the energy because right. like after we did the like season finale of the previous Delta Green stuff we did I wanted to take a break from Delta Green, but then I wanted to play something, and the only thing I had around that I was prepared to run was more Delta Green. So, uh, so I don't, I, I don't want to continue doing that right now. I mean, uh, if okay, I don't know. We might come back to Delta Green at some point in the future, but I think the next thing I want to run is Blades in the Dark. So, John, if you want to download that and start reading the book. You can read the setting information in there if you want, uh, but I'm probably not going to use any of it because I've had uh, an idea for a setting percolating in my head ever since I started reading it uh, that what I think will be fun what and interesting. Uh, so uh, so it's going to be on Dragon Ball a... Z. No, it's not Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Have you read Blades in the Dark? <laughs> you would find a way. You would find so, a way to make a Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Uh, so it's set on like this uh, black rock uh, that is uh, on the edge of the uh, what they call the ether sea. It's perpetually ravaged by storms. Uh, the city that's built there is called uh, Yarbon. Uh, it's built more vertically than it is horizontally because there's not a lot of room here on this rock. The people who live there, as far as they can tell, at least right now in the setting, I'm debating whether or not this is going to be true or not. As far as they can tell, they're the only people here. Uh, there are fishermen who go out into the ether Sea, into these storms to hunt beasts that they call 
the Leviathan. Uh, they bring them back. Uh, they uh, they harvest parts of the Leviathans to run these uh, shields that kind of sort of protect them from the raging magical storms okay. of the Ether Sea. Uh, but uh, it you know it has its flaws. Um, they're, uh, up above the shining at all times, day and night, is a star. Uh, uh, it is bright red, and about 12 hours later, it starts glowing, like, a cooler blue color. Uh, but it's always there. It doesn't move. It's always grinning down upon the city, like literally grinning down. And there are chains that, like these giant, thick, uh, colossal iron rot chains that run from the island that the city is built on. And for as far as anyone can tell, they run straight up to this star, uh, and seem to be connecting the two. Um, uh, and when people die, they just stick around. They're, the the city almost has more so what ghosts you're in it than people. Is you have a dark, gritty setting where being dead and undead is important. You have a city that sounds a lot like Yarnum. Yeah, it's very Bloodborne inspired. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like the the architecture of the city is very Bloodborne. The style of clothing that people it's wear great. is very Bloodborne. I mean, like Blades in the Dark you, is kind of like that. Like Blades in the Dark specifically calls Bloodborne out as one yeah. of its inspirations. Yeah. Like it, about it calls out like Peaky Blinders, it's, which I haven't Peaky seen. Peaky Blinders is uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah. I would I would recommend ups. it. Yeah, um, it calls out the uh, Lies of Locke Lamora, which is a book series that Tabitha and I read uh, that's very good. Uh, it called out another book that we've read called uh, Best Served Cold. Um, I'm looking at these touchstones. They're all over the map, though. <laughs> <laughs> like the movie Heat Haven't by Michael Mann and Crimson Peak by Guillermo del, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, very but it's... Movies. <laughs> Which I would also say would be very different than dis- the Dishonored yeah. game. Well, so, I mean, it's, so, it's, it's like kind of are this, these like, not just a list of like things they little, like. It's this Victorian style game, as far as the aesthetics are concerned. But as far as the way the game plays, it's a heist game. We're all going to be criminals in some regard, and we're doing a heist. It just okay. happens to be set in a dark gotcha. Victorian setting. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so what Jeremy was referring to earlier is I had an idea for, like, a story, and I was thinking it sort of could make sense as, like, a text adventure game or as potentially, like, an RPG. Um, But uh, I've never DM'd anything before, Um, and I don't have the whole story worked uh, out, although I know the main... Um, the elevator pitch is, uh, that you, uh, and I guess your friends, if there's more than one people, are participating in a psychological experiment at a weird house that also has multiple other experiments going on in it, and you don't really know whether, which experiment you're actually a part of. Nor does the experiment. All right. It's like a triple that could blind. It's be, be neat. I don't know how do you run yeah. that in a system exactly. You would just narratively say the story. <laughs> like, like you make decisions. Yeah. So, yeah. And if we're talking about like things that's similar to like, you know, the, the it, it's, it's, you know, a part, in part about like um, choice and yeah. uh, philosophy yeah. and some of those prisoner, types of prisoners, things. Prisoners, prisoners, um, prisoners, what would be kind of things like that mm, more like talos okay. principle I need, I need if you've to. played that the game 
Um, yeah. But anyway, so so that was what Jeremy was okay. was mentioning. Um, so actually, while, while I was thinking about it, I found that there's this free tool tool called Tra- uh, Twi- uh, Twine, which lets you make your yeah. own text adventure games. Seen really a lot easily. of people. Um, a lot of people. So I started cool. use Twine. Doing that, um, and it's pretty easy. So I I started writing it, and I was like, oh, I could just throw this in here. But then I quickly realized that like turning something into a text adventure allows you to try and think about what is canon in your head and what you're gonna let people do, and that's tricky. And I'm like, well, that's all of what an RPG is too, right? Um, I have what I would think I would want to happen, but that okay. isn't necessarily that's the big thing what is gonna happen. RPGs versus video games is video games to be a lot easier in some aspects, but you do have to put yourself into channels of thought. Which is easy to make to channel players yeah. into those channnels because they have to make those choices. But in you know, in role playing games like this, are all social. You kind of have to go with the flow. And player, you know, your output, what story you're making, and the player input has to mesh together to tell that there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, so next week we would not be doing Delta like Green. if we want to um, if, if we, we want to get up. online and do something on like uh our, like uh. Well, Jeremy, you maybe play twenty, pay twenty bucks for um, board yeah. game simulator, and I've only that, used it. That's the what one I was time. about to say. Yeah. So, uh, tabletop yeah. simulator, we could do something on that. Yeah, I'd be up for doing something uh, like that. You play Monopoly. Um, yeah, I've never. We could pay <laughs> Miss Monopoly. No, uh, no. Jeremy, I had successfully erased that from my mind. Jeremy, <laughs> we could play. Oh, we could play Dunkelpon Kingdom. Wait, there's know. a Dokupon Kingdom board game? I don't know. We can figure it out. Goodbye. And Tabitha has left the chat. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> no. She's gone. Um, uh, have the have either of you played Evolution before? That's a fun game. game. If we want, Is it a board uh, game? Th- like, no. if we want to just play something light or fun. Or there... Ooh, what yeah. was that? There was a... I think I... Oh, what was that game called? Uh, so Maybe we don't know. We're not in. So shut up and sit down. Did a thing on it about three or four months ago, maybe six months ago. Uh, it seemed kind of Game of Thronesy, uh, where everyone is playing like a house in a kingdom. Oh, I remember them talking. It, it about looked it, yeah. really cool to me. Uh, it, it kind of of a like more free-form role-playing game version of Gloomhaven without the, like, there's no, like, grindy combat or anything in there. It's more of a, like, resource-bidding game. And the decisions that you make, uh, like, there's a, a, a legacy element to it. Yeah, what was that game called? King's Dilemma. That's right. I think that's it. Yeah. I think it's called The King's Dilemma. I think that's on... Um, yeah, uh, an interactive narrative exper- experience with legacy element. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, like, every time you play the game, you play through, like, one ruler's reign. And you are... You play as, like, one of the, you know, major houses or whatever. Um, yeah, that seemed fun. And if that's on Board Game Geek and it makes sense, I'd be up for doing something like that. Uh, if we want to do something lighter and they had, like, Sentinels of the Multiverse, that's Yeah, that looked fun. I haven't um, played that either oh i've played a bunch of them yeah it's um it's basically like you were playing cooperative like pokemon or magic um you know it's it's a deck game but you don't um you have a set deck and everyone has different kind of skills and stuff so you've got the person who is like the flash or the person who's like the hulk but like carefully named to not be copyright infringing um (laughs) 
but uh, but it's a it you know it, it's fun relatively. I don't know if we did it online. If it isn't the Marvel fast. branded one but, um, supposed to be really good as well? Uh, I mean I know there's a Marvel Living Card game, um, but I don't I've not played it and I don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, so maybe we'll plan on doing a board game together next yeah. week. Oh, Journey's on PC now. That's awesome. If y'all, if you haven't played Journey, uh, John, you really should. Uh, I haven't. Uh, That's a PlayStation. 3 Yeah, game it came out on right? PlayStation Three, but it's on Steam now. It's uh, eleven twenty-four, okay. so it's not that expensive. It's definitely worth a playthrough. Eleven twenty-four. That's a funny name. It's probably some percentage off. Um. Do we want to do the clap? Uh, yeah, we should do the clap. So, so you're going to put your dirty clothes in the bag to give the Cedric later? No, I'm not going to do that at all. I'm going to throw them onto the Ayn Rand's pyre. All right. <laughs> That's going to make a lot of sense if I uh, <laughs> if I cut that whole section out. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do stare at my copies of Alice Shrugged here. <laughs> Copy. I don't have multiple ones while we're recording, so it was going to make its way in eventually. Uh, Next, it's going to be uh, Sense and Sensibility, probably. All right. <laughs>